Welcome to Jersey Guy Sports, your sports talk home for the Yankees, the Giants, the Rangers, and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, and I'm your host, Don. I want to thank you for listening. Now, today I'm going to be discussing the Yankees, they're a bust on and off the field after the trade deadline of Tuesday, and Saquon Barkley reported to the Giants camp after signing a contract. Now, the Giants' offensive line and Daniel Jones are much more important in my opinion, than Barkley is, but Jersey Guy will discuss. Let's go ahead and get started. As is the case lately, we're going to go ahead and get started with the Yankees. And so the Yanks on Tuesday essentially did nothing, and that includes both on and off the field. And I'm going to start with off the field. It was a bad Tuesday on and off the field. Off the field, the Major League Baseball trade deadline came and went, and the Yanks essentially did Basically nothing, absolutely nothing. They acquired one middle reliever, fittingly named Middleton, uh, who's got a four-something ERA and gave away yet another young pitcher for this four-ERA middle reliever. Yay. So essentially, Cashman did not buy. Cashman did not sell, which I really advocated for. But that was it. He did nothing other than acquiring some other minor leaguer for cash, which essentially is is nothing. Now, you've heard me advocate maybe a hundred times for Cashman to trade Gleyber Torres, but of course he didn't. Of course he didn't. You knew that wasn't going to happen, and I told you on previous podcasts that he was not going to go ahead and do that. But, you know, the chance to move forward and improve for the future, not for this year, but improve for the future, and pass Cashman by yet again, yet again. Basically, as as the game has for him lately, quite honestly, it passed him by. Now, Cashman is just not capable of seeing more than five games in front of him. And the Yankees' future is now bleak again because of Cashman's blinders. The Yanks currently have a $297 million payroll. Now, think about that versus what you're seeing on the field. Just think about that. $297 million payroll. Now, that's the second most in baseball behind the Mets. And, and think about what you're seeing on the field. Almost $300 million fucking dollars. And this is the, the product that we get to see. Now, obviously, the Mets are the one with the biggest payroll. And the Mets are a flop, too. But at least they had the good sense to plan for the future at the deadline and sell off assets to get future stars. Great minor leaguers. Excellent prospects. The Mets got rid of Verlander and Scherzer at the deadline, among others. And they, they're starting to retool and they're building for the future. They got excellent prospects for them. Now, the Yanks, on the other hand, with Cashman and his blinders, they can't see five feet in front of his face. I mean, maybe they, maybe Cashman should start a band. Cashman and the blinders, something. He can't see what's in front of him. He cannot see. And the fact that he is incapable of stepping back, seeing the big picture, and not making the moves necessary to improve the team long-term, what what this causes is this Groundhog's Day loop of Yankee teams where every single year the same thing happens because they're not bad enough in their mind to retool or, you know, that's what they call it, but to rebuild, and they're not good enough to win anything. This team is not winning any fucking World Series this year, and I don't care what happens. It's not happening. Everybody knows that. But they're also not bad enough in Cashman's mind to sell. And that is going to absolutely kill them, kill them. We are stuck with the current awful baseball product 
because Cashman cannot plan. And also, by the way, because Boone cannot manage. And as much as I hate Boone, and I can't stand him, this year is even more on Cashman than it is on Boone. Now, if we traded Glaber Torres, who I've been advocating we trade for a long time, for some young prospects, and we let Oswald Peraza actually play in the majors at second base, or maybe put him at short and put Volpe at second, we'd have a good core middle infield for many years to build on. But instead, we get fucking Torres and his laziness and all of his errors and his streaky hitting. He is hitting well lately. This was the very best time to sell him. He had the most trade value now compared to almost any other time in his career. He's still young. And of course, Cashman blew the opportunity. Everyone knew he was going to blow the opportunity. And Cashman certainly didn't let us down. He was as bad as predicted. If we started, you know, some minor leaguers, right? Not just Oswald Peralta and bringing them up. But this is basically the what could have been section of Jersey Guy podcast, right? What could have been if we had a different GM? We could have sold Labor Torres, right? And had Oswald Peralta and uh, Anthony Volpe as our middle infielders. How awesome would that have been? We could have had great returns for Torres and had some exciting young pitcher or other prospect. We could start some minor leaguers in the outfield, right? Instead of Bowers and IKF and other no ones, we can actually start some outfielders. What are we doing, by the way, with Florio, right? We gave him spot starts here and there. He's some great, supposedly five-tool player. We keep hearing about this guy for like five years. What is he, 35 at this point? Seriously, though, he's probably in his almost mid-20s at this point. He's got to be 24. I don't know what Floriel is, but I know he's hitting 297 in AAA, and it is time we see what we have. I mean, we need to play IKF and Bowers and McKinney in the outfield. We can't see what this... What what are we doing with him? What are we doing with Floriel, for example, right? It could be a future where he turns out to be really good. We haven't seen him play in the major for, say, a month or something. He's this great prospect, and he's been in the minors this many years. Can we actually see him play? I mean, we need to see IKF in left field. We need to see McKinney in left field. Do we really need to see these players playing now? I don't think we do. I don't think we do. So there is a plan, you know, on this Jersey guy, what if podcast? You know, we have free agents that probably are not coming back next year. Maybe they are, but probably not. We have, you know, Harrison Bader, who I happen to like, but he's always hurt. Um, we have Wandy Peralta. We have Michael King. We have others, right, that are either going to be here for seven more weeks or you could trade, could have traded them and gotten a lot of returns. Relievers net a lot of returns. Bader could probably have netted a lot of returns. I mean, we traded Montgomery to get Bader. So think about getting a picture of Montgomery's ability if we traded him back. I mean, it's just there were moves to make to improve this team for the future. And Cashman whiffed on all of them. Why Cashman didn't, you know, if he doesn't plan to resign them, only Cashman can know. We, we know Torres would have brought a huge, huge return. It's He's playing at one of the better levels he's played in years, and now would have been the time. Instead, what we're left with is an injured Aaron Judge as a full-time DH, basically, for the most part. Anthony Rizzo, DJ, Stanton looking washed up. Trevino out for the year. As, as I mentioned, we have Bowers and IKF as our starting outfielders. Labor Torres leading the majors in errors and leading the majors in stupidity, you know, of playing second base and running the base pass. 
we have a team that strikes out so much. They struck out 18 fucking times on Sunday. The 18 goddamn strikeouts on Sunday. 18 strikeouts. 12 more on Monday. We cannot hit. This fucking team cannot hit. We have a starting rotation of Garrett Cole. And that's basically it if you want to name good starting pitchers. Maybe Clark Schmidt lately, right? You have Rodon, who's been terrible. You have Herman, who's had the perfect game and nothing else, basically. And you have Severino, who's probably out of the rotation. And Nestor Cortez, who was poor and is, you know, maybe never coming back from the IL at this point. Who knows? They said he's going to be back soon, but we'll see. We have a relief pen. That's basically falling apart. We have Marinaccio sent down to the minors. We have Michael King looking completely unstable and getting batted all around the ballpark. You have Peralta, who has a diminished role, right? You have <laughs> somebody named Alvarez, this lefty boom, you know, boom favorite who just comes in, throws 86 miles an hour, gets hit all over the park. But he's lefty, so boom just keeps putting him in. I don't understand. We, we have... Very, very few strengths on this team. And with this, Cashman decided at the trade deadline not to sell. You know what the team needs to sell? Cashman and Boone. The team needs to sell off Cashman and Boone. That's what they need to do. So I mentioned that Tuesday was bad on and off the field, and that was off the field, the trade deadline. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Now on the field on Tuesday, the Yanks were exactly as they have been, just boring and bad. Boring and that they scored exactly no runs until two outs in the ninth inning. And a boring 5-2, another loss to the Tampa Bay Rays. And bad in that, again, they couldn't hit. Again, also bad in that Rodon, Rodon, whatever the hell his name is, had another terrible start. Yet another one. He's now, he went four whole innings. Four, right? He gave up four earned runs. He gave up two homers. Pitched four whole innings. Threw 97 fucking pitches in four innings. Walking people left and right. He had two, two, three, two counts. Every batter. This continues to be a problem. He walked four in the four innings. He continues to have control problems. Rodon is now one in four with a 6.29 ERA. One in four, 6.29 ERA. This is what we fucking signed up for. He's given up 17 hits and six homers in the 24 whole innings he's pitched for us this year. We're here on August 2nd, and this gigantic contract pitcher has pitched a total of 24 innings, and he's given up 17 hits and six homers. He looks awful. He looks terrible. I mean, good thing we're paying him 40 fucking million dollars a year for the next four years. Another fantastic cashman job here. There are two more months of this agony for Yankee fans to endure now that this has been made worse by the fact that Cashman has absolutely no foresight and clearly no plan for the future. So I'm sorry, Yankee fans, but you got two more months of watching this team. You know, the last place Yanks now get to play one more game against Tampa. That is uh, tonight. I'm recording this on Wednesday. <clears throat> and then they get to play four games against Houston, who, by the way, just got Justin Verlander back from the Mets. Um I'm sure the Yankees uh, games will go swimmingly. Just just great. So not not happy at all. And I want to go ahead and move on and discuss the New York Giants just ever so briefly. 
So it was odd, guys, and I want to apologize. Uh, last podcast, I had mentioned that I had talked about the Giants and was going to talk about them. And for whatever reason, that portion of the podcast did not get recorded. And I don't really understand why. I was looking into it for a while and just decided to give up and kind of record my thoughts here on this podcast. So here we go again. Um, and it's not a long piece. I just wanted to mention that <clears throat> Saquon Barkley signed with the Giants, as you probably all know if you're Giant fans. And he signed a contract in what is a huge win for general manager Joe Shane, who stood his ground, <clears throat> still ended up paying him $10 million, which is just too much for any damn running back. But he did not give him any more. There's a few incentives there which could make Barkley's salary a bit higher. But it's a clear knockout win for general manager Joe Shane, who continues to do just a tremendous job building this team. I love the GM, and I love the coach. And boy, it's been a long time since I could say that about the New York Giants. So, Barkley is signed, and in my mind, as I've talked about on this podcast before, it doesn't matter. Guys, it doesn't matter. I like Barkley. He's a good running back. Sometimes he's a very good running back. Running backs in the NFL are a dime or dozen, right? You've heard me say this a million times. Putting in another average quality running back from the NFL and plugging him into the Giants is not going to make hardly any difference at all. It doesn't matter. What does matter much, much more is the offensive line for the Giants and, of course, Daniel Jones when we talk about offense. And the offensive line improved, and we got a couple free agents. We have a couple people that were injured last year that are coming back. We drafted a center who's going to be the center of the future um, for Daniel Jones, hopefully. Um, we want Evan Neal to progress a little more at right tackle. We signed our left tackle, Thomas, to a long extension, which is awesome. So we have a great left tackle sign for a long time. We hopefully have a great right tackle. And now what looks to be a premier center that we drafted. Uh, we're getting a couple free agents back. Hopefully the offensive line will be better and improve even more. And if that's the case, having Barkley or not having Barkley is not going to matter very much at all. And again, I always refer to other teams that have recently won the Super Bowl. And you name, try to name any one of them that, you think won the Super Bowl because they had a great running back. And I'm telling you right now, you can't. What you're going to see if you go back and look at them all is you're going to say, oh, these teams won the Super Bowl because they had a great quarterback. Not a great running back, but a great quarterback. That's what wins Super Bowls on offense. You also need really good defense. But you need to be able to rush the pass or you need a good quarterback. You know, drafting someone in the seventh round like Pacheco out of Rutgers, who I will always say, <laughs> um, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. With a seventh-round draft pick making the minimum salary, you could stick in any running back on any great team, and it will barely make any difference. You can stick in any running back from the league. So Saquon Barkley signing with the Giants, while I'm happy, I don't think he needs $10 million a year. I think the, if he demands that much or more next year, I think we should dump him and get some, sign someone for a million, two million, three million year tops and move on because the, the Giants continue to need – a lot of pieces still, right? We we were we had to turn down some better free agents this year because we still have salary cap issues. There's a lot of holes to fill still on the Giants, particularly on defense, right? We need linebackers galore. We probably need three, four more linebackers. We got one in the offseason. We need three or four more. We continue to need defensive backs. We always need pass rushers. Everyone does. I like our defensive line, but... The Giants have a lot of holes. Now, 
DJ, I hope, is going to continue to improve, especially if the offensive line is better this year. And we're going to see, right? We're going to see what DJ is. I have not been a Daniel Jones fan at all. Uh, the, the argument has always been that the team around him has been so bad that, you know, that's why. So we ended up giving Jones this big contract, and I think he is unworthy of that contract. And we're going to see. If this offensive line is better again this year, and now he has the tools, and Darren Waller is some the excellent tight end that we got as a free agent. We have some receivers coming back. Um, we have Sterling uh, Shepard coming back, as well as some other folks, and and we're going to actually probably have a few wide receivers and targets, not to mention Barkley out of the backfield. Daniel Jones needs to continue to show improvement. I don't know if we will. We're going to see. Right now, my mind is 50-50. I'm very hopeful because I love the coach. I like Dable. I like the GM. They seem to have faith in him, so we're going to... And I have faith in them, so let's let's see if the transitive property works here. I have faith in them. They have faith in Jones, so therefore, I should have faith in Jones. We'll see. We'll see. Um, it's critical, critical, critical that Jones continues to make the right reads, continues to hit open receivers and make the easy passes. That's what needs to happen. They need to continue to make plays that should be made. And we're going to see how that happens throughout the year. And if the offensive line continues to improve, then the prospects are good. All that said, the Giants were 9-7-1 last year, guys. They were not 16-2, 14-3. They were basically one game over 500. If they lost one more game, they would have been 8-8-1, right? So they were 9-7-1, and and they had a very, very easy record. And it was a great, great improvement from the previous dumpster fire teams we've had. And it was just a, such a fun experience last year. This year, they have a much tougher schedule coming up. Much, much harder. If you guys pull up the schedule this year, you're going to see. The Giants have a very, very tough schedule in 2023. Now, are they going to be better than 9-7-1? I really, really doubt it. Will they be a better team than they were last year? I actually think they will be. I think they're going to be more competitive in some of the games. And I think they will not have a, a as good of a record because their opponents are much better. They have a much better schedule, much tougher schedule this year. And I think that's going to lead to <clears throat> a team that doesn't win as many games, but a team that is better. And I hope that the fans and the management of the Giants understand what they're seeing. And, you know, if they end up having the same record or better this year, I will be just over the moon pleased. But if they end up being eight and eight or seven and nine, and they look really good, I am going to be happy as long as I, I think they're building, especially when I see how they play against the very good teams, right? I do not want to see us losing to the Eagles 35 to three. I do not want to see us, you know, getting blown out or, you know, Jones missing open receivers. If we look good, right, and the defense gets actual pass rushes and, and Thibodeau, doesn't have two good games and be proclaimed some superstar and 15 bad games. And, and no one remembers that if Thibodeau actually is a force for all the games of the year, instead of just one Washington nationally televised game, then I'll be happy. The defense plays well, Jones plays well, and we show improvement and we're somewhere around 500. I will be happy. What I really want is both, right? I want us to improve our record, and I want us to look good and improve everywhere as well. That would be obviously the utopia. But critically, importantly, the Giants have just about all of their pieces back. 
Um, they're going to have Wandale Robinson back at some point. He was their second round little guy receiver draft pick. Um, got hurt in November, out for the rest of the year. He probably won't be back at the beginning of the season, but he's going to be back uh, as another piece for Daniel Jones, uh, as well as a bunch of other receivers. So um, August 11th, which is coming up, is the first preseason game for the Giants. And I am pumped. I'm excited. You don't, you never see anything in these preseason games. Uh, they're just awful to watch. But still, just the, the prospect of actually seeing the Giants play, as opposed to having to sit down and watch the Yankees and bang my head every night, is just exciting because the Giants are a team on the rise. The Yankees are an old, decrepit team on the fall. So just... I'm very excited that the first preseason game is August 11th, and I am pumped. Go G-Man. I think that's it. I think I'm going to wrap up, guys. So I want to thank you for listening to Jersey Guy Sports. Please subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends all about it, and I'll be back soon with some more sports talk. Thanks. Have a good day.